It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We got our first update on Michael Penix's injury status since the diagnosis last week from Tom Allen on Monday. Also some more news from that running back room, some more losses, and an update on when the Hoosiers will play Ohio State, another big prime time game set for that one. A lot of IU football news to cover today on Locked on Hoosiers. You are Locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, October 12th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU athletic news. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, actually coming to you on Tuesday morning. I typically record these the night before, running a little behind today, so... I'm sure many of you will realize this is a bit of a late episode, wasn't in your uh, podcast feed in the morning, but hopefully you guys will still enjoy this as there was a lot to talk about at Monday's press conferences for IU football that we will jump into, including a injury update on Michael Penix. Before we do that, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on Hoosiers is free. Available wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well as on YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. We're brought to you today by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the par- all the car parts you're ever going to need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them that Locked on sent you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. We have all that out of the way. There's a, a packed episode waiting for us, so let's jump into it. As I mentioned, there was technically an update on Michael Penix's injury status, though if you know anything about Tom Allen, it wasn't a detailed one, and it's not going to be a detailed one. Monday's press conference was the first time we've heard from Tom Allen since we heard from him right after the Penn State game on Monday, uh, the Monday after, but there was a week gone by that we didn't hear anything because of the bye week, so Monday was the first time we heard from him again. Obviously, the big question was Michael Penix. It will remain the big question the rest of the season. And not shockingly, uh, Tom Allen remained intentionally vague, I would say. Penix remains week to week. He is still rehabbing. But Tom Allen made sure to note there's not going to be updates on his rehab status during the week. There's not going to be updates on how much he's practicing. There's not going to be updates on whether he's going to be available His exact words were, you'll find out on noon at kickoff. Uh, That has been the MO with this coaching staff with Tom Allen. Uh, There's nothing worse than that dread a few seconds right before kickoff where you're potentially going to find out if a player's been suspended, if a player's been injured, if they're not available for the game. It happened in that Penn State game with Taiwan Mullen most recently. Uh, The whole week goes by, we hear absolutely nothing about it, and then boom, you're without your All-American cornerback for the game. I don't blame him for doing it. I certainly want to say that. Uh, You need all the kind of advantages that you can possibly get in that regard. And if the opposing team knows that Taiwan Mullen's not available, that's a huge advantage, for example. And the same thing goes with this quarterback situation. You're going to prepare differently for Michael Penix then you're going to prepare for Jack Tuttle. So 
you don't want the defense to know that Michael Penix could potentially be taking snaps that week. So right now he's trying to hold as much leverage as possible, being intentionally vague, as I said, because while Jack Tuttle is certainly a trusted backup quarterback, he's a different quarterback than what Michael Penix is. So uh, you would certainly prepare for them differently defensively if you were preparing for Penix versus Tuttle. Kind of on that note, there was obviously also a lot of talk about Jack Tuttle. Uh, Confidence is the word I would use, both from Tom Allen and Nick Sheridan. This is not a normal backup quarterback type of situation. Obviously, Jack Tuttle stepped in last season, as we talked about last week, multiple times about how good he looked at the end of last season, particularly in that game against Wisconsin. That was a good Wisconsin team that Indiana went on the road in a game that they typically struggle in against Wisconsin, particularly on the road. And Jack Tuttle goes in and leads that team to a huge victory. The stat line did not really tell the story of how good he was that game. Uh, And we talked about that last week. He was uh, great at kind of managing the game. Now, it'll be interesting to see how much he's going to be able to do that because this offense isn't really built right now to have a game-managing quarterback in there, mainly because that offensive line has struggled so much, which obviously was another topic which we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. But when it comes to Jack Tuttle, this is a com- this is a coaching staff that is confident in him. Uh, he is, as I said, probably the most trusted backup quarterback in the Big Ten, somebody that Not many backup quarterbacks in the Big Ten have a road win against a ranked team uh, on their resume. So I think the team is comfortable with Jack Tuttle. This is also Jack Tuttle took all the QB1 snaps during spring practice, for example, while Penix was rehabbing his ACL injury during the summer, during a lot of fall camp. I know we've talked all about how Penix has or during fall camp, we talked about how much work Penix had put in to build that chemistry with his team, which is all true, but there's also the fact that during practice itself, it was Jack Tuttle who was taking those snaps and running those plays with the offense. So there is a comfortab- comfortability with Jack Tuttle still there at quarterback. So this is not a normal situation where you're turning to your backup and hoping for the best. IU has experience with Jack Tuttle. This is an offense that largely has returned from last season, so there is a familiarity there, and I'm optimistic that there won't be a big letdown to Jack Tuttle. In some ways, it might be a positive to have Jack Tuttle in. We obviously discussed last week, in case you missed it, um, The ceiling's still higher with Michael Penix, but the floor may be higher with Jack Tuttle. And right now, with how badly IU looked in how bad IU looked in their last game against Penn State when that offense did not score and looked lifeless, raising the floor right now on that offense might be uh, a huge help more than anything else. We got an update as well on another loss in the running back room. Plus, we're going to talk a little more about the offense as a whole. uh, What they did during the bye week to try to improve on what we said was a lifeless performance against Penn State. 
But first, we need to talk about prize picks, and potentially, maybe you guys are going to be targeting Jack Tuttle. It's going to be interesting to see uh, with prize picks on Friday if it's Jack Tuttle or Michael Penix listed uh, on the uh, props and over-unders and whatnot. For those who don't know, prize picks is something we've talked a lot about here. It's daily fantasy made easy. It's your leader in college daily fantasy sports. They have more props than anybody when it comes to college sports, whether it's passing touchdowns, receptions, interceptions thrown, rushing yards, anything you guys could possibly imagine. Um, all users that deposit today with the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They're giving you free money. Uh, it's an easy-to-use uh, app. You simply make choose between two to five players, pick the over-under on the prop, and win up to ten times your money on any entry. Uh, Price Picks also allows multi-use sport or mixed sport entries. So with baseball playoffs going on, maybe you see something there you like to pair with some college football. NBA season will be underway next week. So there's a lot of ways that you can use this. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com. Use that promo code locked on to get yourself some free money. Go to the App Store, download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We also talked about Rock Auto at the beginning of the episode. Whether you guys have a Ford or a Fiat, these guys have you covered. Don't go to your local auto parts store where it's always tedious. It, it always leads to a guy behind the counter looking on the computer to tell you the part's not available. They got to order it anyway. Just skip that middleman. Go to rockauto.com. It's a family-owned and operated business. It's been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. These guys will help you save money and time as well. It's reliably low prices for every customer. Go go explore their, their website. It's really easy to use. Uh, when you get on over there, write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. Go find any part you guys need. As I said, whether you have a Ford or a Fiat, these guys will have the part that you need. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. What's not been reliable this season has been that Hoosier offense, and uh, that was certainly a talking point on Monday with Tom Allen, with Nick Sheridan. In that regard, this bye week could not come at a better time. Obviously, with the Michael Penix injury, you want as much time with a new quarterback coming in, even if it is Jack Tuttle and the situation there where he's taking those snaps. You've also spent the last at least month of the season and a lot or all of fall camp working with Penix. So to get a new quarterback in there, get him familiar, you need you want as much time as possible. Allen talked about some things that stuck out to him through those first five games offensively and why they weren't able to execute or able to find success, I should say, because execution was one of them. This offense simply isn't on multiple levels, just simply isn't executing. Their offensive consistency was another one in running the ball, not being able to get points on the board. Uh, and then the last thing was, I mean, Honest was QB play. Uh, his exact quote was, uh, when you play those caliber teams, like we've talked about with IU's schedule and the absolutely brutal schedule that they have this season, 
Uh, when you play those caliber teams, you have to be able to score points. When you get down to the red zone, you have to be able to run the football, throw the football, and protect it. The red zone has been a massive issue for the Hoosiers this season. It's been well-documented how bad they've been, and if you've watched and you've seen it, it's been a frustrating uh, aspect of this team that is leaving points on the board. During that Cincinnati game, they made multiple trips into the red zone in the first half and didn't come away with points. They had the turnover on downs that uh, on the fourth and one that did not lead to points. Penix had an interception in the red zone that did not lead to points. And ultimately in a game where you were up 14-0, you had Cincinnati on the ropes, think about what could have happened if it was 28-0 and Cincinnati's on the ropes. And think about how big that win would look now now that Cincinnati is a top five team in the nation and one of the favorites for the college football playoff right now, and you had that team on the ropes, um, that is obviously a missed opportunity. The next week against Western Kentucky, uh, IU repeatedly settling for field goals. We talked about it at the time. It was a catch-22 because you're settling for field goals, but ultimately you needed every one of those field goals to win the game. So uh, Chuck Campbell was huge in making those field goals, but you don't want to settle for field goals when you get in the red zone. So the red zone has been a huge issue for this team, and that comes down to the QB play that we've said where Penix has struggled in the red zone. That's let, or that's come from execution, not being able to run the ball. When uh, you get into the red zone, when the field shortens, you need to be able to execute at a high level, and the Hoosier offense just has not done that. Tom Allen said there were a lot of film meetings, a lot of one-on-ones during the bye week when it comes to the offense, um, a lot of kind of honest conversations. There was some discussion about creativity within the offense and whether you needed to be more creative, uh, especially when you're not executing some of the simple things. And both Tom Allen and Nick Sheridan kind of pushed back against that. Uh, Tom Allen said kind of creativity would be nice, but it doesn't really matter if you if you can't execute. You have to execute whether it's blocking, whether it's catching the football, running the football, all things that we've talked about this team has struggled with. Uh, they that, Those were all things Tom Allen has pointed out. While there's been a lot of talk with the offensive line and not being able to block, these wide receivers have struggled to catch the football and have had some really costly drops from, <clears throat> from typically reliable people. Uh, Ty Freifogel, obviously, Kind of the most obvious, Miles Marshall has struggled this season. So um, a common theme there in Tom Allen's uh, words that, I mean, creativity would be nice, but it doesn't really matter if you're not executing. Nick Sheridan was honest about kind of those things. He was also asked about the creativity versus execution type of debate, whether they needed to be more creative. Uh, his exact words, quote, I just haven't done a good enough job, so I just I don't want to stand up here and make excuses. It's easy to say creativity is not there when the play is not working. That's an easy thing to say, but also maybe a fair thing to say. So Nick Sheridan taking some of the blame, taking a lot of the blame on the that side of the ball. Obviously, we talked a lot about him last week. For those that missed last week's show, there was a, a lot of talk about the offense, a lot of talk about Michael Penix. Because those are the two biggest things right now with IU football. Uh, And there was a lot of talk about Nick Sheridan and his play calling. The show we did with Austin, we spent a good chunk of time talking about Nick Sheridan's play calling, the need to kind of simplify things for uh, Jack Tuttle and how they should have honestly been doing that with 
Michael Penix. Uh, you would hope some of those things are things that Nick Sheridan looked at and realized during this bye week. This is about as perfect a time bye week as possible, not just when it comes to Nick Sheridan, or excuse me, to Jack Tuttle, but when it comes to where this team is right now, uh, this is kind of a, a turning point in the season because at two and three, there are two ways this season could go. You could obviously say that this team has played some brutal opponents, but those opponents aren't getting any easier. Uh, so this could turn into a season where it's a lost season. You look back and say, man, IU had a brutal schedule and never got things rolling. Or this could be kind of a turning point where you get some things right, you start to piece together some stronger performances, and a bowl game is still pretty easy, easily attainable this season. So um, this is kind of a turning point in the season. This is a, a this was a good time for a bye week when it comes to that. A couple other things about are from Nick Sheridan. He said there was a lot of thorough reevaluating done during the bye week as coaches and as players, which was obviously needed. And as we talked about, this is an offense that has struggled mightily. So really just kind of wiping the slate clean and figuring things out from there might have been the best solution. But again, he took a lot of blame for the lack of consistency in the run game in the offensive line. Um, again, though, this is something <clears throat> Nick Sheridan said a lot of the right things on Monday, but he said a lot of the right things in the past. We talked about in the past, he said that he needs to put Michael Penix in a situation where he can get comfortable and build some rhythm early in games. And then we rarely saw that in the games that followed. So uh, I certainly don't want to call out Nick Sheridan or anything. And that's not what I'm trying to do here. But I'm, I'm saying that uh, actions speak louder than words in that regard. So while everybody is saying the right things and while their uh, Monday's press conferences from Tom Allen and Nick Sheridan uh, were kind of brutally honest in that regard when it comes to the offense, changing things when it comes to on the field is another matter that hopefully we see on uh, on Saturday because it's going to be a big game against uh, Michigan State, but I still contend it's going to be a winnable game against Michigan State. So we got some, as I said, some news from the running back room as things continue to go south in that regard. Before we take a look at that, though, we got we need to talk about our friends at betonline.ag. Heading into Saturday's game, the Hoosiers are only a five-point underdog. Home game, homecoming, noon kickoff. It's a little surprising it's that close, I'm going to be honest. But uh, I am optimistic about this Hoosier team. I don't know if I was that optimistic that five points uh, would be the line. We will see. We're obviously going to look at SP Plus later in the week, who has been accurate, if not uh, a bit generous to the Hoosiers throughout. So we'll see what they have to say as well. But for you guys that haven't used betonline.ag yet, they're your number one spot for pro and college football action. They have a redesigned site, an updated interface that has more odds, props, and contests than ever before. Head over there today. When you sign up, use promo code Locked On for your first deposit, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Again, we're trying to give you guys more free money. Uh, so whether it's football we have going on right now, playoff baseball, NBA starting, but there was big boxing matches over the weekend. 
head on over there, take advantage of what they have to offer. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Our friends at Sweatblock as well have a unique product that has been tested, recommended, doctor created, doctor approved. Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Listen, sweating is one of those embarrassing things to kind of talk about, but it's something everybody deals with. There's nothing worse than being on a date, being out with some friends, going to give a, a high five, raising your arm up, and you have those embarrassing sweat marks. We have the product for you, for you guys to help out with that. It's the sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Simply before bed, apply them under your arm, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, shower, you're set. Seven day guarantee, dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you'll get your money back. Uh, it's a featured and tested product on the Rachel Ray show. It's been on Amazon for over 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews, currently number one in the antiperspirant category. It's a great product. I've used it. I recommend it. If you guys want to try it out, head to sweatblock.com. Use promo code locked on to get 20% off. That's promo code locked on to get 20% off. Sweatblock.com, also available, as I said, at Amazon and CVS as well. Another Injury note, I should say, uh, from that running back room, David Ellis is having season-ending ankle surgery. Obviously, he hadn't really been around, hadn't really been a factor in this uh, season, which is unfortunate because as the running back room is thinning out, he would have been very helpful. But now this running back room gets takes yet another blow. Uh, Ellis had only carried the ball three times for 12 yards, had one catch this season. It was an ankle injury. The team was trying to rehab. Tom Allen said never were able to. So he had season-ending ankle surgery. And boy, oh boy, is this running back room getting really thin. Again, on one regard, this is always Stephen Carr's job. Uh, but if you take a look at where this running back room was when we first talked about it during fall camp to where it is now, this is this has been brutal. At the time, there was Stephen Carr, there was Tim Baldwin, Samson James. You had presumably a David Ellis that was very useful as kind of that third down back, that hybrid option last season. Uh, in 2019, he had 579, uh, oh, the, excuse me, 2020, he had uh, 11 rushes, but also 16 catches. Uh, he was that useful third down option. Uh, he's gone. Tim Baldwin's transferred, Samson James is transferred, and suddenly you are down to kind of bare bones when it comes to this running back room. Stephen Carr, as we said, is obviously going to get all of the first team carries, and he's going to get more carries than ever before. Uh, I would imagine he is going to see even more action. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a test because part of the reason Tim Baldwin, or excuse me, Stephen Carr didn't get uh, as much playing time at USC was injuries. Now he's going to, that durability is going to be tested. Uh, his biggest game so far was 25 carries against Western Kentucky. Also probably his best game, uh, maybe that Idaho game, but I thought Western Kentucky was his best game of the season. Uh, in his defense in the first four games, he had at least 19 carries in every game. Uh, against Penn State, he only had 15 carries, but nothing the offense did that night worked. So 
Uh, I'm not going to put a lot of blame on him there, but there were a couple. This now opens up the door for even more guys. So Davion Irvin Poindexter is pretty clearly the second guy on the depth chart now. Um, after that, it is kind of wide open. Uh, there were a couple names Tom Allen mentioned. Um, David Holloman, who is a freshman, is one of the names that he singled out a true freshman that could potentially step up and see time. Uh, the other one was Trent Holland. Obviously, Chris Childers is another name. He has gotten uh, some action. He has seven carries this season. But this team is absolutely down to the bare bones. I just mentioned almost every running back they have available. The only other one is Charlie Spiegel, the walk-on from New Palestine. That's their whole running back room. I just named it all. Stephen Carr, Davion Irvin, Poindexter, David Holloman, Chris Childers, Trent Holland, and Charlie Spiegel. So this is a team that is down to the bare bones when it comes to the running back room. Certainly going to be something to watch, and you're relying a lot on uh, Stephen Carr to remain healthy. So there may not be a position where you need the number one guy healthy more than in the running back room moving forward. Uh, so. While Stephen Carr has been great, they're going to rely on him a lot. The other news uh, from Monday, there is a time set for the Ohio State game that was kind of up in the air. Hadn't been set yet. Everybody was kind of waiting for uh, it was always going to come down to the TV networks and whatnot. It's going to be a 730 kickoff. And not only that, it's going to be an ABC game again. Despite the performance the Hoosiers put up against Penn State, uh, the ABC wants us back there uh, on national primetime TV. So another 7.30 game, another ABC game. This time, though, it's going to be in Bloomington. It's going to be a sold-out crowd. So hopefully it has a little bit different um, outcome. Hopefully we're able to create a really fun environment and a memorable game. I will tell you, I said this at the beginning of the season, I will happily go 6-6 six and six with a win over Ohio State. That's the last kind of hurdle this program hasn't cleared in a long time, aside from getting a bowl win, is beating Ohio State. They've come so close so many times, agonizingly close, maybe none more so than last season. And, boy, that would be a fun time to clear that hurdle, to do it on prime time in a sold-out Memorial Stadium, that would be that would be a blast. But either way, I'm looking forward to it. A night game is always uh, a fun one, especially in Memorial Stadium. But that'll be one to monitor next week. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to talk probably the defense. I know I keep pushing that back, but on – with Monday's press conferences, I wanted to talk about the offense and some of the updates there. Talk about that defense tomorrow. We'll have Jared on later this week, and we're going to try to do a crossover show with Locked On Spartans to get a, a better sense of what Michigan State will bring into Bloomington this weekend. Make sure you are leaving a rating and review. If you guys leave a review, I will read it on air. If you guys want to ask a question for the show, uh, anything like that, leave it in a review on iTunes and we will get to it uh, 
follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers on Instagram at locked on Hoosiers. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and make sure to LEO. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 